0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. You know the drill. You put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays. You got to bet on these NBA finals and new customers only. All right, Arizona fans, back the A. This was a great last 24 hours. Everybody's in here right now. Everybody hop in here. We got a lot to get here. Bob, Joseph, James, everybody's in here. Kobe, you'll be in here, I'm sure, shortly. So we're going to get to all of your comments but first we got to talk a little bit about the what's happened and transpired. Cedric Henderson first committed yesterday to the University of Arizona, big time commitment right here. He is I know he went to Campbell, I get all that. But when you watch him play, his averages don't really do him justice. 15-5 five and 5, but maybe what's more even impressive about him than anything else is the way that he is able to facilitate the ball. We're going to talk about that a little bit along with uh, how he impacts Dalen Terry's departure. And then just coming across the wire right here, Joseph Schillinger, you are the man. You uh, alerted me yesterday to uh, Cedric, Courtney Ramey as well. Courtney Ramey is now an Arizona Wildcat from the University of Texas. This is what Arizona needed. If you watched against Houston, if you watched against Seton Hall, there was a big problem last year and that you didn't have a lot of perimeter defensive quickness. Courtney Ramey changes that in that he is incredibly athletic slash quick. He's one of the best defenders in the entire conference. Oh, and on top of that, he's about a 40% three-point shooter. So we're going to get to all of that. All right, guys, let's get to some comments here because, again, you guys are the ones that make the show. All right. Courtney Ramey just committed. All right. Joseph Schillinger says, um, we're talking about uh, Kerr and uh, Courtney Ramey. I think they'll split point guard duties a little bit. I could see that. Now, Kerr's going to get a ton of minutes, obviously. Tommy Lloyd loves Kerr and what he can do. He'll be the primary guy, but Ramey's coming in here. This is a nice little spot for him to be, quite frankly, because you can slide him alongside uh excuse me you can slide him alongside Kirk Creisa and he's different than Kerr in that he can guard the other team's best point guard or if they have a dynamic shooting guard he gives you a tremendous amount of position flexibility here this is a big time move for Tommy Lloyd also and we're going to start talking about where all these guys fit in i got to give a tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd right here again um i Anybody that's watched him and how he's restored Arizona basketball, it's been fantastic. But the guy gets it. Everybody was worried about, including myself, everybody was worried about, you know, does he get the transfer portal? Because generally takes a little bit of longer time when it comes to recruiting kids. I totally get all this, but he also is looking for fit. These kids are kids that are good fits. They're not going to come in here and demand to get 35 points a game, to get 30 shots per game. These are the type of guys you want, especially as one-year transfers, because you've already got a roster right now loaded with underclassmen kids who have been here and gone through the process, whether that's Kirk Cresa, whether that's Pella Larson, uh, Azulis Tabellis. Heck, I mean, we could bring, in, bring Big Umar into this. Adama Ball, there is a very good chemistry that is going on here and you don't want to mess it, mention or mess with any of that. All right, now Doe's a, a great point right here where he says, not too bad after a $1 million pay raise. Tommy knows what he's doing, and we'll get to that. But Courtney Ramey is the object at hand right now, and then we'll work backwards and we'll talk with, about Cedric Henderson. Ramey was a guy that really kind of shows Tommy Lloyd's recruiting chops because for the longest time – It looked like Duke was entering the equation. Duke got fairly serious with him. And whenever, well, I almost said Mike Krzyzewski. But whenever John Shire or Duke, the Duke name is in there, you start worrying a little bit. But what Duke didn't have to sell that Arizona did, and I think what Tommy Lloyd was able to sell perfectly, Duke didn't have the playing time and the natural roster fit that Courtney Ramey does. Now, here's also what I mentioned roster fit. A lot of times people will say, well, what does that mean exactly? All these kids want to play in the NBA. We've all been there, whether, you know, now my NBA career, my dreams essentially topped out as a sophomore in high school. These guys have dreams of actually playing in the NBA or making money. And what better place to go if you're Courtney Ramey than to go to Arizona? Because, yes, you're going to get to showcase your defense. Lloyd likes extending pressure. He likes mixing and matching. But at the same time, you're going to get a chance to show what you can do offensively. Think last year. Think about how much different Ben Matherin looked when he had the confidence of his coach to be able to go out there and make plays. Same with everybody down the line. Heck, even Kirk Risa. Ramey's going to get that possibility. Now, you look at his numbers last year, and they're 10 points, a couple assists, couple rebounds. What I would recommend everybody look at is what Ramey did as a junior. That's when Shaka Smart was the coach at Texas and Shaka Smart runs a far more Tommy Lloyd type style offense in that you're going to get up and down. You're going to get shots up. And Ramey averaged 12-4 and shot 40 percent from the field. That's what I'm looking at right there. I think he's an easy guy to pencil in for some certain statistical uh, uh, measurements. Now, I think James uh, I think James hit the nail on the head right here where he said Kerr is and will be the primary. But at the same time, you're going to have another guy that can handle the ball that can also make some plays. Bob said better get the decision-making down because it, it didn't get better as the season went on. He's talking about Kerr. I think though, and people need to be, we need to be on We need to be right about here with Kerr. Last year was essentially his freshman year. And, Arizona hits the national scene. He becomes a target, obviously, because you have so many talented players. Another year increase, another year in the system with Tommy Lloyd. I think is going to do him wonders. And again, as uh, Doza put out there, Tommy Lloyd, you know, Tommy Lloyd gets it. And what I mean by gets it is that he's he's stuck by Pella Larson all of last season. I thought Pella Larson was terrible. I loved or and I ended up being wrong. Tommy Lloyd ended up being right. He gets this kind of stuff. So if he says that Kirk Crease is my point guard and that I can win with Kirk Crease, then he means it. And I'm going to take him at face value right there. So right now, I think you could pretty much pencil in Kirk Crease and Courtney Ramey in the backcourt. It's a little bit smaller of a backcourt, obviously, than we dealt with last year with Arizona. But keep in mind, Height doesn't necessarily matter defensively in the college basketball game. In the NBA, it matters because there's so many isolation opportunities. There's so many opportunities to be able to back guys down, push them around. You don't have that in college. I mean, think about when was the last time you really saw somebody clear totally out and just back somebody down? It doesn't happen. So I'm totally fine with having a couple six-foot guards in the backcourt. So then you look at that small forward position. What exactly is going to entail? Now, a lot of people uh, believe that Pella Larson's uh, marked right in there to be that starting small forward. They're probably right. But let's talk about where Cedric Henderson fits in here. What I would do, and I tweeted this out, so check it out and check out wild underscore Wildcats if you haven't. Check out when Cedric Henderson played Duke. He was obviously the best player on Campbell. But if you didn't know who was who, if you didn't know which team was which team, you would know you would see that guy out there and say, "All right, he uh he looks the part." And by looking the part I mean this. He's about 6'5" or 6'6". He's a really well put together kid already. Again, he's 22 years old, but he has the ability to be able to handle the ball and facilitate, and that's what I was really hoping that Arizona could find somewhere. Because you're not going to replace all the scoring that Ben Matherin did. That's going to be on Tommy Lloyd to be able to adjust his system. But the one thing that you would hope is that you could find somebody in there that could take a little bit out of the pressure off of Kerr well, and now Courtney Ramey. And I think you're going to find some of that with Henderson. I think he's going to be a, more, a little bit more of a ball handler, a little bit more of an initiator of the offense. And he and Pella are going to be an interesting battle going back and forth. Now, most people believe that Pella is going to start, and I totally get that. What I would advise, though, is that there is something reassuring when you have a player like Pella Larson that can still come off the bench at that under-16 mark. And I don't know about all of you, but I became fairly comfortable knowing that, okay, uh, Pella can come in right here and he can settle things down, make an open shot, defend. If Cedric Henderson does end up starting for Arizona, that is a really, really good thing. And it's probably something that we should all root for because we already know that Pella Larson can play. So if Cedric Henderson starting, that obviously is a showcase that he can play as well. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that perimeter again and where Adama Ball fits in with this uh, quartet. But again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays, but you got to bet on these NBA finals and you got to be a new customer. I personally like the Warriors to win the finals. I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. And if you think that I'm wrong and that I'm going to be wrong again, take that first opportunity to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and say, all right, I'm going against Mike Luke. I'm putting in five bucks. I'm getting 150 in free plays because I am 21 and up, Arizona only. And if I do have a gambling problem, I can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get it all taken care of. But, again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Ricky Garrett, Tommy Lloyd's staff is on fire. Yes, they are on fire. I also want to say, just a big time, and a couple people put this out there, Bob just as well, back the A. This is what we're about right here, optimistic Arizona basketball. So, Kirk Kirk Reese is in play now. He's your point guard. Courtney Ramey's your two. And barring something unforeseen, that is going to be your starting backcourt. So you can pretty much put those two in right there. Then it gets interesting at the small forward position. You already know what you kind of have in Pella. Ricky Garrett right here makes a great point as well, which I was going to get to. But he says, I look for Kerr and Pella to make huge leaps this year and for Azulis to be a leader. If that happens, Arizona is dangerous. Absolutely spot on. And um Let's see here again. We got uh, Daniel POS says, how long ago did Courtney commit? I'm just, man, that's why we're doing this right here. We put it off a few minutes. Courtney Ramey, that just came across the wire. A lot of people thought that he was going to commit either today or tomorrow, but he committed just in time for the AZ Wildcats podcast. We thank you for that, Courtney. That helps out viewer numbers right there. Good, Good looking right there. All right. One guy, though, on the perimeter that I don't want to forget about and we can't forget about is Adama Ball. We talked about it a billion times before, and we'll talk about it again. In that, when you start playing a guy at the end of the year on a good team that hasn't played, you obviously have high expectations for him. Adama Ball is the ultimate wild card because I kind of know what I have in Kirk Carisa. I think Ricky hit the nail on the head where he said that he needs to, that he's going to make a big improvement. And I think he's going to make a big improvement, mainly because I think he's going to know what he needs to work on. And Tommy Lloyd's going to tell him, we need you to work on your offensive side, or we need you to work on your offensive efficiency. Anybody that watches Kerr can tell that he can shoot. He's just got to be able to make that next step. I think that he'll get to that point. Um, So those are both of them right there. All right, Maleficent says – Kerr is um, way more effective when he's passed first and uses his mid-range games. Cats will win a lot, but the tournament is about guard play. Spot on, my man. What I would say is this, is that Tommy Lloyd definitely has shown by this point that he knows what he's doing, and I think that he believes that if he works with Kerr Creasa, that he can get some of those aspects in play because you can tell that he loves the feistiness that does come with Kerr. He loves the clutch factor that comes with Kerr, and he should love the clutch factor because he certainly showed that as well. Ramey coming in is nice because it's a little bit different than, uh, Cedric Henderson in that Ramy is coming from a school of Texas that competes for, or at least talent wise, theoretically should be able to compete for tournament bursts to be able to go far. It's been a minute since they've been able to do that, but he's been around, been around good, uh, been a good competition. I think James and Maleficent hit the, a nail on the head right here when you say if Kerr can rediscover his floater he had against Illinois, then he's in for a big year. Ricky Garrett said the same thing right there. You're not kidding because you have to play up on Kerr. Tommy Lloyd made a great point when he, uh, he was asked about Kerr's shooting percentages, and he says, well, if they're comfortable sh- letting Kerr shoot you know, uh, wide-open shots, let him have it. I just know that I wouldn't find myself in that boat. And that's a coach saying that he knows that his guy can shoot and he's going to show it right there. So that's your perimeter right there. And that's a nice little that's a nice little trio. Again, nothing can really make up for losing Dalen Terry because Dalen was just Dalen was such a jack of all trades, and he could rebound, he could pass, he could initiate. But these last two days have gone a big way for Arizona basketball and getting back to that point, getting back to those type of players that can help out right there also what's imp- what's in- interesting to me about Henderson and what's also interesting to me about Ramey is these are both guys that don't need to have the ball to be effective and that if you watch Ramey when he was at Texas a lot of it was one dribble a lot of it was pull a uh, three-point pull-ups and he made his bones defending right there he uh Again, if I was looking at a minute breakdown, I would imagine that Ramey is looking at probably about 25 to 28 minutes a game, mainly because there's nobody else on the roster that can really replicate what Ramey can do. That's where he is unique right here, and that's why it's really important that Arizona get him. The other thing, too, you added a little bit of athleticism right here when you added Henderson and you added Ramey because Pella Larson, Kirk Carissa, especially Pella is an underrated athlete, But I don't know that anybody would necessarily say that they have dynamic athleticism qualities. You know, Ben Matherin had some dynamic athletic qualities. A Daylon Terry had some athletic qualities as well. You're adding some guys right here that look, especially Ramey, that are run-jump types, that are quickness, that are uh, uh, discombobulators, I guess, for lack of a better term. So you've increased the athleticism quotient a great deal. All right, let's get back to some more comments right here. All right, biggest thing about these transfers are they're older. Kerr is just young, love the killer instinct, but he can learn a lot about slowing the game down. Totally agree. And the instinct, and that's why I was never too hard on Kerr this year because a lot of guys say that they want shots. A lot of guys want to pretend that they're Michael Jordan and give me the ball and clear out of the way. But anybody that's played basketball at any level, even a very small level in high school, knows that there are guys that say that that don't necessarily want the ball. Kerr Kreese has showed that. Whether that was Illinois, whether that was against Illinois, whether that was against Oregon, whether that was against UCLA, he's a guy that embraced that moment. All right, and this is another great point. Does it feel like our bench just got much deeper between the transfers, international guys, and then recruiting? I feel a lot better. Two two part spot right here, uh, Ricky. Yes, it feels like Arizona now has some depth, has a little bit of a margin for error. You know what it also does though? It just reinforces that mantra that Tommy Lloyd knows what he's doing right here. And then, so people that are worrying, does he get the transfer portal? Does he not? You kind of get the sense that he feels more than okay with how he played out with the transfer portal this year, assuming these are the last moves, which I'm assuming they probably are, but at the same time, you, this will be the second straight year where he got the ability to be able to bring in guys. Look at last year; you brought in Pella Larson, you brought in Umar Ballo, you brought in Justin Kyer. Now, Umar Ballo was way better than anybody could have expected. Uh, Pella Larson showed by the end of the year why he was so highly thought of, and Kyer, while not great, Kyer was a competent fill-in. Certainly, a guy that you would uh, you would bring in. All right, Maleficent says, we were a little soft last year and paid for that with the draw we got. I think you added a little bit of toughness here as well. And again, Ramey is a player that is going to make his bones on the defensive side of the ball. If you're Tommy Lloyd and you're going through your player expectations, I think that's one of the first things that you're talking with. You're saying, all right, you have have the skills right here to be able to cause problems with the hands, with your ability to be able to slide laterally, That's your goal right there. Make that Pac-12 all-defensive team because you certainly have that ability. So now, what does this mean going forward in the conference? First of all, you're never going to really get me to bash the Pac-12, and I'll be honest with you why. Because one of my biggest pet peeves in all of college athletics is the love that Big Ten basketball gets. Every year it seems they get 25 teams in there. Every year they're all bounced in the first or the second round, and – the next year, it's, well, there's new blood in the Big 12. I'm never putting down the Pac-12 again because, you know what, the national media sorts don't do that with the Big 10. So here's all I'm going to say. There's a lot of new blood in the conference this year with a lot of really good players coming back. And there's a four-headed monster, however you want to look at it. There's four teams that are coming back that are kind of above everybody else, to be honest with you. UCLA, or UCLA, Oregon <laughs> – Arizona and USC, I love this comment too. Oregon looks good. UCLA is the best six-foot-and-under team. Couldn't agree with you more on that one. It's well, well well put. But those are the four teams right there. Those are the four teams that I think every Arizona fan needs to keep a very close eye on, or three teams, and everybody else doesn't really matter. ASU sucks, obviously, and Washington, Utah, whatever, those teams really don't matter. So those are the four teams right there. But here's where Arizona's fascinating, people. UCLA is going to be the preseason pick to win the conference, I would assume. But like one of the uh, like somebody just put, UCLA is small. Arizona next year has been able to work out some of that perimeter, some of that perimeter depth. But at the same time, Arizona's big. We can't forget about Azulis DeBellis and all of this. I know that you know you had a little bit of the you had the wrist injury. By all accounts, he's going to be good to go by the time. The season rolls around. Heck, he could be good to go in about a month or so. I don't think that the coaching staff is necessarily worried about a health going into next season, but where it has become interesting then is if you've got a healthy Jules to you've got a new Ballo, you've got a Visar. That's three players right there that could cause some real problems for UCLA because UCLA has got one incoming big and a demo ball. And that's pretty much it. Other than that, You got some Smurfs. Jaime Hawkins is probably going to play at the power forward position. So Arizona's got that possibility to be able to be the team that beats teams up up front. And I think it's going to show a little bit of the coaching flexibility that is Tommy Lloyd, because yes, Tommy Lloyd would love to run and gun and play pretty, but a little bit like Lute Olsen, he's never going to force feed his line or his theory into his lineup. And I think he knows next year that he's got some good bigs, He's also got uh, a Demabona <laughs> James. I do apologize, my man. I knew that I messed it up. A Demabona, or Adam Bono, or Adambona, six foot nine kid out of California. I do apologize. He's also a little bit more of a finesse guy right there. So I don't know how that really works against Arizona, where you've got some physical dudes as well. But Oregon's interesting because you bring back Infali Dante. You got a top five big and Kellell Ware coming in. Garrier's back at the small forward. Then you've got Bartholomew and Richardson. Um, the, those two teams to me are the biggest, biggest threat to Arizona and the USC, as much as I like, you know, the job that Enfield's done, he's not the coach that those other guys are. So those are the three teams right now. Arizona has stat, has fortified all of the issues. I still don't necessarily look at the cats and say that this is a national title contender, but you also look at it and, you know, if you're able to stay healthy, and everything happens the way that it could happen. If Courtney Ramey comes in and he's a defensive player and he's a all conference caliber defensive guy, Kirk Creasa improves his uh, percentages. Pella Larson hovers around that 10 points per game. Something like that will play in solid defense. Cedric Henderson comes in and is kind of that poor man's Dalen Terry, maybe he averages eight, four and three and you know, a, a uh, excuse me, a demo Ball makes that next move. All of a sudden, you're working with something because up front, you're going to be solid. Ballo or whoever's going to start at the center is going to be more than good enough, and Julius Tabellus is going to be that guy as well. But I got some thoughts on Tommy Lloyd here. But again, one thing that I don't have any negative thoughts on are the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX games going on here tonight. Now you got Arizona rooting interests on both sides. On one side, you got. Uh, you got Steve Kerr, you got Bruce Frazier, you got Andre Iguodala. On the other side, you got Damon Stodemeyer is the defensive uh oh, I was gonna say defensive coordinator is as the assistant coach. And there's, there's a lot of really interesting uh, avenues to play here. But that's where you want to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Uh put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer. But again, you got to be a new customer, and it doesn't even matter who wins at that point. All right. Steve Hernandez says Kerr needs to stop turning the ball over. It was dreadful. I I agree with what you're saying, because when there were there were times, especially against Tennessee earlier in the season, where it just felt like the ball was being taken. But I also think Kerr, as the season went on, people need to that he was a little bit underrated as a facilitator in that. He could get in the lane. He could drop oops. He could dish it out to the wing. I mean, he averaged – I believe he led the conference in assists last year, and if he didn't, he was second. So he's got a head for the game to be able to figure that out, and I think he will be able to make that one happen. So looking for a big improvement there. But Tommy Lloyd, before we sign off here, again, you get it, dude. Like, if you – you watch Tommy Lloyd and – At first, people were concerned, well, can he recruit domestically? Misses on a couple kids, figures some things out. Oh, yeah, by the way, in 2023, you got two five-star guards coming in right there. Okay, Uh, check. Transfer portal. All right, does he understand the transfer portal? Can he get through that? Can he navigate the transfer portal? Well, this is the second straight year that he's pulled aces out at the end. So I I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt right there. So, Coach, you know, again, just keep doing what you're doing. Everybody out there, you are fantastic. This is an excellent, it's always a good time to back the A, but today was a great day to back the A. We're going to get some more info for tomorrow. We're going to talk uh, some more Arizona recruiting, how this roster really shapes out. We're going to be looking at some Arizona football as well. You had uh, a flurry of commitments here in the last 48 hours. But again, as a reminder everybody, check out gophnx. They got everything going on throughout the entire state from the Cardinals to the Sun Devils to the Coyotes to the Suns. Anything you want, they we've got it here. Check it out gophnx. Again, I can't thank you all enough for popping in here. Tomorrow we'll be right back up here at 1230 talking even more about this. Again, great day to be a Wildcat. Everybody out there back the A and have a very safe Friday. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 1230.